0: Welcome to the Social Sex Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Bex Caputo. Right now, I work as a curator for Make Love Not Porn, and I've been a sex educator for most of my adult life, which means I've had countless fascinating and insightful conversations with sexuality professionals from around the globe. These days, some of the conversations I enjoy most are the ones I have with people who aren't necessarily practiced at talking about sex every day. I adore the opportunity to hear about their beliefs and their questions, to problem solve alongside them and brainstorm new avenues of pleasure for them to explore. I've partnered with Make Love Not Porn, the world's first social sex video sharing platform, to create this podcast, a space to have and share more of these important conversations, to learn what great real world sex can look like and how we can all have more of it. So, well, before we dig into anything, first I wanna have y'all introduce yourselves to the listeners.
1: Well oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank
2: you. I'm Lady M.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Lady M and, and I'm Mr. C, and together we're Malamai.
0: Excellent. Yes. And you've been submitting videos to Make Love Not Porn about as long as I've been there, I think. And I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about like how you discovered Make Love Not Porn and what got you excited about sharing your videos there.
2: Well, we just celebrated our two year anniversary with Make Love Not Porn, actually at the end of November. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting mm-hmm. for us. Mr. C uh, introduced us to Make Love Not Porn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Many, many years ago on the, uh, the podcast Savage Love with Dan Savage, I believe he actually interviewed Cindy. It was a, a full-on interview, and she talked about Make Love Not Porn and mentioned her TED Talk, which I checked out. That was a long time ago, and at that time, I was in a fairly uh, sexless situation, and it just got filed mm-hmm. in the on the back burner in my brain. And then Lady M came along post-divorce and at the beginning of a new life. And just by way of conversation, we were talking about Dan Savage and it came up. And I had mentioned the site.
2: Mm-hmm. And porno we were talking about because we were trying yeah. to find more ethical, more real world pornography to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. And we looked at things like Erica Lust and... Her series of, of videos that she made, a lot of mm-hmm. very feminist porn. We were looking at ex
0: confessions, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, ex confessions. And we, we we came across mm-hmm. Lily Cade, of all people, who's actually also an MLMP star. And then we got to, to talking about it. And we went to check out the TED Talk first. And uh, Lady M heard what Cindy had to say. And then we went to the site and we signed up. And I believe it was Colin and Gray. Honey and Bear, there was uh, a couple that stand out, Modesty Ablaze, the first uh, mm-hmm. videos that we watched, and we were instantly hooked. We liked the idea. And then uh, we started talking about maybe making a video ourselves. We'd been sending dirty pictures to each other, as many people do. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I should let Lady M jump in there.
2: Oh, I think also we, <laughs> we really believed in the platform and what – mlnp stands for and well i know personally i had never imagined that i would be ever sharing my real world sex we just we believed so much in it that we absolutely felt that we had to put something out there
1: yeah it was sort of like uh putting your money where your mouth is you know we were enjoying, yeah. enjoying this view into real people's real bedrooms or living rooms or vans or wherever they are and felt that it was only fair that we, we give the same and share the same. And by doing that, we can expand the, the variety and diversity of what's on the site. We've seen a few comments mm-hmm. where people are appreciative of what we do in our videos because it's either given them new things to think about or given them sort of license to try it themselves. And I think that's what this is all about, you know, normalizing things that maybe aren't considered traditionally normal, but really actually are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and the, the, the revolution part of it. I love that, you know, mm-hmm. you can't see that. Mm-hmm. I just did the the fist up <laughs> social sex revolution. I yeah. love it. You know, the internet's full of yeah. really, I don't know, misguided porn, I guess. These Barbie dolls with cum all over their face making... <laughs> unearthly sounds that have nothing to do with how they're actually feeling in the shoot, I'm sure. And it's so nice Mm -hmm. to see people giggle and laugh, fall off the bed, all these kinds of things that make it real. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that's how we got started. Yeah, yeah, once you start, you can't stop, it seems.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of what my friend Kate McCombs calls being a beacon of permission, which is definitely something I've kind of taken to heart about the way I live my life, which is just... Not hiding the things that I enjoy and the way I live my life and the things that have meaning to me, because the amount of times I've just been loudly trans somewhere or talking about being polyamorous to someone, and I'm the first person they've met who does that, who can do that thing, and they, and just seeing someone else doing it and like being happy and reasonably successful and all of that gives them permission to, oh, that like that never even occurred to me as a possibility until I saw someone else doing that. And it sounds like that's a lot of what you were looking to do when you shared your videos as well.
2: I think so. I think it's interesting also to point out that we do do this anonymously uh, for personal mm-hmm. reasons, but we do definitely try and practice I guess what we preach when we're interacting with our (laughs) friends we might not fully Mm -hmm. come out to all our friends of what we're doing but a few select ones definitely know and the friends that don't Mm -hmm. we still try and encourage sex positivity and open dialogue and but we have the luck of that we can be anonymous right now on MLNP Mm -hmm. and still be able to put out fun videos
0: yeah. And, and I mean, there's also like a range of circumstances and environments and ability to be out about different things, right? But even just sharing the videos as anonymous on the site, there are definitely, like you mentioned, pe- you've had comments where people saw you doing things that they're like, wow, I didn't even think I could. But like you said, you, once you get started, you, like you tiptoed into it, it sounds like, because you, you know, we're trying to make this statement, but you've stuck with it and you've shared over 50 videos with us. I'm curious if you have a favorite of those.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's a great question. A favorite. (laughs) There's the ones that really stand out uh, just in terms of how many views they've had. I'm astounded. Mm -hmm. There's one back in a real bed it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The lighting's beautiful. The sun was coming through the window, just so our skin against the blankets, like it was just, everything came together with that one. But then there's everybody Mm -hmm. gets fucked. And that's
2: one of my favorites.
1: Everybody gets fucked. That was like a marathon of doing it. (laughs) And I often Mm -hmm. think like when I'm, when I'm an older, older guy and, and I'm maybe not able to be quite so have so much stamina, it'll be lots of fun to watch that again and to remember that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and to share it. And it's had tons of views too. So apparently people enjoy that one as well. But I, you know, it's really tough. There's probably a, maybe an eighth of our videos or a ninth Mm -hmm. are are videos that were videos we made while we were editing a video. That's true. Because (laughs) uh, we we get all turned on by ourselves (laughs) watching it and and editing it and, and, and blurring the faces and whatnot. And, uh, and we end up having mm-hmm. sex, and it's like, well, throw the camera on. So, <laughs> so, so it's fun. I'm, I, one I'm particularly proud of right now is uh, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, oh, gosh, it's got a long name. It was Fun Finger Fire Fuck Toys mm-hmm. Iron and Earth. Yeah, Toys Iron and Earth. And I'm sort of a loud and proud fan of the menstruation cycle it's what brings Mm -hmm. us all into the world it's something that i think is magical and wonderful and powerful and i love Mm -hmm. that lady m lets me go there and and enjoy that and be able to take Mm -hmm. part there's a little tiny bit of vampire thing going on there as well i'm sure but uh Mm -hmm. pretty much if it comes out of lady m i want it in my mouth so (laughs) there's a a couple of exceptions there let's just add there's a couple Mm -hmm. of exceptions there but uh I think it's something that's really sad that women often are sort of put in some other room while they have their period and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with sex during your period and it can relieve cramps. There's all kinds of benefits to it. The stuff it releases in your brain is good for you. And so, uh, I, I would mm-hmm. encourage people to, to not consider that a, a no access time. It's, it's nature's loop mm-hmm. too. Like, come on, nature's loop. it's anyway lady m smiling she's got a nice blush here it's i wish you could see (laughs) (laughs) so that one i'm proud of in particular you you're proud uh
2: well everybody gets fucked is one i really like back in the early days and not a big rental but it was fun was festive feet we also have uh few select films that were filmed in other family members house without them knowing. And it's always uh, a little bit of fun to remember. So
1: I get a kick out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a Christmas tree that wasn't ours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun, but yeah, yeah. Lots of great memories. And, yeah. And with the number of videos we've put in, there's not starting to blur, but we have to go back and look ourselves to remember, like take one, take two, take three. Those are, it seems so long ago. So yeah, thank you for being there and for giving us a platform to be able to have this experience. It's made our sex lives yeah. better and better and better. eh? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, oh, there's so much that stands out from that for me. Like, first of all, I really love that y'all have shared the videos of you having sex during Lady M's period, but like we do have videos from other people, but often when I hear people talk about period sex, it is like a caveat. It is like, well, I'm not going to let that stop me. Mm -hmm. Right. Or it is, oh, we do backdoor play there. Or Mm -hmm. that's blowjob week. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, we're going to do sexy things, but we'll get around it. Or it's like, nah, we'll put a towel down and deal with it. But I really loved seeing your videos as it's not just like, oh, I guess this is happening this week. It's like, oh, yay, it's period sex this time. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting for all these new reasons. And I think that's a really great narrative to put out there and a really like great way of looking at it that I don't see often enough.
1: Oh, we appreciate that. Um, Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I also really loved the way you talked about being able to like look back at videos years down the line. We have a series of videos from... Obadiah, there's numbers that I don't remember at the end of their username, but they were all films with a video camera they got in the 80s right after they got married. And they went back and took all those VHS tapes and converted them to digital and uploaded them to Make Love Not Porn. Amazing. And I love them. Yeah. And I love the idea of like... Yes, capturing, like, the sexiness of all of the fun things you did, but also a moment in time, almost like a scrapbook. Like, we also have a wedding night video on the site.
1: Seb and Juliana. That's a great video. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. And, like, you have her, like, stripping out of the wedding dress and stuff at the beginning. It's very cute. And I love the same way we document and, like, shit. Have scrapbooks of all of the other things we've done in our lives, right? Take pictures yeah. and videos yeah. of all of these other fun and exciting things. Yeah. I like the idea of having these little sexy mementos as well.
1: Yeah,
0: I've never thought of it that way, but that's totally. really true.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's amazing.
1: We're not <laughs> gonna, uh, we're not gonna put our fisting picture on the mantle, but having the video is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have, like, I've also captured like a lot of first time things on camera i have a video of the first time my partner strapped on and got a blowjob so being able to like look back and be like oh look that thing we do like all the time now look at you being amazed by it and it being like wild and new and it's just like it has all that nostalgia and it's really hot and it's just mm-hmm. lots of fun layers
1: yeah no that's so true so true
0: I do just want to touch on the last thing you said there as well, though. You talked about how you feel like sharing your videos has actually like, improved your sex. And I've definitely seen videos that you've shared that have alluded to ideas you've gotten from watching other things or from playing on Twitter. And I'm curious if you could speak to how kind of socially sharing your real world sex has fed into and has evolved your real world sex, if that makes sense, or how it's changed through that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'd love to talk about that. I guess there's there's layers to it. It's sort of Dan Savage led us to Cindy Gallup, and that led us to Make Love Not Porn, and that led us to seeing all the diversity and the different things that we could see there, and that led us to wanting to share. And then there was a day when we were talking about porn, and Lady M was asking what have you looked at over the years i can't remember the question and i'm like oh there's so much free porn out there just go to twitter and you can see all the porn you want and so Mm -hmm. we went to twitter and just by chance make love not porn had just tweeted about us and we're like whoa what's this oh my (laughs) god and so we instantly set up a Malamai twitter account and that led mm-hmm. to uh, lots of fun tweeting about the videos that we were watching and enjoying, retweeting, uh, trying to promote other, other stars, and in the process getting ideas for videos of not really what we want to do, but things that turned us on that we saw. Professor Stone is a good example. We saw yeah. some videos of theirs and, and also Modesty Ablaze. We have to mention her, mm-hmm. uh, the things that she's doing in her real-world sex life drove me bananas and and lady m really enjoyed watching what she saw too and so when we were at the sex store we actually started buying toys that we had seen her use and the other oh, couple that. had used as well and then we took them home and of course New toy, we got to try this out, throw on the camera. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of that. Just to get back to the Twitter angle, though, Twitter, we started playing Andre and Lynn, Desert Delight, Seven mm-hmm. Juliana, all kinds of people doing these sort of sexy games, promoting ourselves and promoting Make Love Not Porn. Mm-hmm. And that led to other couples on Twitter, and one of those couples actually identified where we were from the background in our photos, and approached us about i had approached us about swinging and that cracked open this whole new door where suddenly we had an outlet for we had both done swinger lifestyle type things before in the past but not together and that that started a whole Mm. new chapter now unfortunately those folks didn't want to share their videos so we made tons of videos and they didn't make it to the site Mm. but uh uh, we're hoping that there'll be another day when we can. So sort of it was a snowball effect. Uh, yeah, uh, I should be quiet am. now, that lady I'm do some talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um I'm definitely a big fan of watching other people's movies and saying, "Let's go mm-hmm. recreate that afterwards." Mm-hmm. So that's definitely improved mm-hmm. our sex life, making the movies, and sometimes maybe some of the more kinky or complicated films that we've made definitely requires a lot of communication and yeah, definitely some coordination as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's helped our communication style. I also have to say definitely watching, being lucky to step into other people's real world sex lives and see all different body types, having sex, all different kinds of ways Um, Mm -hmm. not feeling that they need to perform like a porn star. You're really getting an intimate view into their sex life. Definitely Mm -hmm. has made me feel better about my body or about how I act or sound in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a little bit more quiet than Mr. C in the bedroom. And that's something that partners have kind of teased me a bit in the past but certainly seeing other Mm -hmm. people that uh, are quiet and some are loud and that's all great, you know? So it's
0: Mm -hmm.
2: being able to, I love to watch the diversity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I want to follow up with that. There's the, the, the tag in the dictionary communicative and it's on Mm -hmm. probably the bulk of our videos. And I would really agree that uh, doing this has made us talk about sex and our sex uh, more than we did before a lot, but, even more than we did before. And that's led to better understandings of each other's needs, wants, desires, you know? And so that Mm -hmm. that's led to, we just made a video. um, What do you call it? Cheeky cleanup. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and cheeky cleanup is a culmination of a whole bunch of conversations, literally over probably years now about uh, Mm -hmm. the idea of like cleaning up your cum off somebody and without planning it, Lady M just threw in there at me, and uh, I was in the middle of what I was doing with her bum and my dick, and uh, and she's like, "Are you going to clean that up?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Yes, I am. I sure am." As a matter and,
0: of fact. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it really it really gets kind of corny. Uh, I'm like, "I'm going to come all over your bum. I'm really going to come on your bum. I'm going to. I'm going to clean <laughs> it all up." And it blew my mind. And uh, I want to do it again. And we had never done that before. And I don't think we would have had those conversations were it not for everything we've watched and and seen on MLMP. Yeah, It's
0: amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like there is so much in my own relationships that I have tried with my partner that like either they didn't think they were into necessarily or hadn't occurred to them or I felt that way. But then we have conversations and it's like, hey, you're into these six things that are related to that thing. Should we maybe try that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we will like trip and fall into like, I think... It reminds me of, I was just having this conversation with my partner about like edging and orgasm control and orgasm denial and that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. And when we first started dating, we did like a yes, no, maybe list where you fill, it's a list of all kinds of activities you can do and you sort them into, yes, I'm into it. No, I'm not into it. Maybe once I learn more, maybe, you know, once a month, whatever that looks like. And this kind of thing was fully on their no list. And then I dated them for a year and I was like, but my love, you are into this. Like you've been demonstrably into this. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and we were able to find, like, I was like, okay, you're not into, you know, necessarily forced orgasms, but what if it looked like this? And I could roll out a scenario that looped in a lot of things I know they're very into. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, that actually does sound fun. So it's that more elaborate understanding
1: yeah. of
0: your partner can really unlock a lot of things that may not have made sense right away.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, It's like an evolution, right? It's ongoing fluid thing that's changing. And um, uh, yeah, with comfort levels, experience and time. That's fantastic. What a great story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned is that through this, you've started playing with like more kinky things and often that involves more communication and more setup. But one thing you mentioned in the survey I had you fill out was that there is a lot of time spent on setup for kinky sex, but all of that time is sexy. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like what that setup looks like and how you keep it hot. Because I think a lot of people think the logistics of, I don't know, planning sex or setting up for something takes away the fun.
2: I can definitely understand that feeling and certainly mm-hmm. maybe a bit more in my youth. And when I was having maybe a little bit more vanilla sex, I would agree with that statement for sure. I think just logistically to do something a little bit more kinky requires a little bit more prep time. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's the, the knowing what's coming and uh, I know anticipation. M- Mr. C is definitely, he's like, I have an idea. And right away, he's ready to go. And it is definitely all excited. And I think also for us, a lot of our sex life is giggly. We laugh a lot. So to have that expectation that it should be this maybe really seductive experience while you're doing this setup to keep it sexy or something like we giggle our the whole way through and I guess that's mm-hmm. sexy for us. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, definitely sexy for us. And I think we're also quite mm-hmm. uh, considerate of each other, as Lady M said. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, for example, I get an idea in my head, I'm turned on, and and I'm going to be turned on right through till till the idea has has <laughs> unfolded. But uh, I also things like, do you want to go have a shower while I set the room up? And you know, mm-hmm. Lady M can go off and, and do her thing, and, and I'm running around putting chairs here and getting ropes out and getting ready. And so you can be sort of considerate of the other as well to make that time stay sexy. I think also to our attire, like if we're going to wear sexy clothes, like we'll put it on Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then just watching Lady M take the sheets down on the bed and something skimpy is uh, is super hot.
2: I was making a face Mm because... Like sexy <laughs> clothes is not necessarily something we're known for. We're you know, often, uh,
1: <laughs> but this is set up, right? We're talking about it. Yes. That's not necessarily yes. What well, we're right? exactly? Yeah, and so there's that, and uh, mm-hmm. and and the laughter, the laughter, keeping it light, keeping mm-hmm. it fun. I think that's really important. What you said about that, and I guess uh, being turned on by your own fantasies can can carry you a long mm-hmm. way in terms of. Doing the things you have to do to get to that fantasy. There's one video we did where there's yeah. a, a chair at the end of the bed, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm like at the end of the bed with my butt up and my dicks like through the chair, and then there's ropes tying. Mm-hmm. And to just see if we could even do that, there's this whole other hour long thing that wasn't on camera, <laughs> that was full of hilarity and and some near misses. I almost <laughs> got I almost got pieces. Well, damage, let's just say damage was almost done. And uh, it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny and fun and still sexy. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm not sure how to put that in words, but it's the idea of it is sexy. And so whatever we need to do to make that idea come to life can be sexy too, I think, and not taking it too seriously. I think Lady M said that, that we're not trying to be porn stars. We're not trying to be anything but who we are. So there's no need to get into character, really. So uh, yeah, just enjoy, enjoying each other is so important. I guess I'd say that.
0: One of the things I love that you mentioned there is the way you talked about using this like planning time as anticipation or like using it to sit in that state of anticipation, which is a thing I do a lot. I have ADHD. And one of the things that my brain struggles with is task switching. So if I'm surprised by something happening, my brain is going to have like a buffering moment of like catching up to the world outside and like adjusting into that setting. And sometimes what I love about like planning sexy things. And my partner and I both also film ourselves having sex and they're a professional photographer. Um, So we also love taking a really creative aspect to this. And sometimes if I'm really stressed or if sex seems like a foreign concept to me in that time, like I'm like, I know theoretically that's a thing that feels good and I enjoy, but in this moment it just feels absurd. I can access that creative part of my brain and be like, okay, but like, where could we film something in this space or like what could we do with rope or like what if i was your like naughty professor then what would you do (laughs) and i can play into that creativity and that storytelling aspect that i do enjoy Mm -hmm. and like gradually warm the rest of my body up to this idea of like oh also like maybe i'll actually do this sexy thing too
1: Yeah, yeah like
0: maybe we will film a thing either tonight or later and it's like just gives my brain a little bit of a chance to get used to the idea i call this foreplay for my brain when i'm talking about non-sexy things when i'm like i just need to know what's for dinner so i can get used to the idea Mm -hmm. but honestly in sexy scenarios as well Mm -hmm. it's foreplay for my brain you know Mm -hmm. and gets me on the same page as my partner which can be really really great
1: yeah 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 that's really good what you just said that's a fascinating point the engaging your partner and, and thinking about what's turning them on can also be quite sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of mm-hmm. like, I'm sure some of the stuff we do doesn't necessarily turn lady M on, but she's happy to go there because it turns me on. And then that turns her on. Mm-hmm. So this sort of idea of feeding into the, the sexiness um, through the person you're doing it with, if you are.
0: Yeah. There's uh, so that yes, no, maybe list I was talking about earlier. So it's a very common concept in sex education. A lot of people have them. I made one that I share. And on mine, I make a difference between yes into and yes willing. Because so for me, my example is foot stuff. I'm sure I will develop a foot fetish years down the line. But in, in the meantime, it is a thing that I am like, hey, that's not something I'm into. But I'm also not not into it. Like, I'm not bothered by it. Like, sure, my feet, great. So if I w- found someone really, really hot, that is really, really into feet, well then, yeah, I'm very into doing feet things with them because watching them get turned on is going to be really, really hot to me. So like, I would think of putting that on my yes list, right? But if the person I'm playing with feels the same way about it and we plan like a foot worship scene and we're both there because this other person I'm into thinks it's really hot, we're not going to have a great scene. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea of like, yeah, there are lots of things that like... I wouldn't pick out, but I would deeply enjoy seeing someone I'm into do and get turned on doing.
2: There's definitely a few examples of that in our sex life where I'm not interested in having it done to me, but I get such a kick out of watching him enjoy it so much and get so much pleasure out of it. I usually spend my time with a big grin on my face just watching him, you know, and it's, it's, something i can give to him you know
1: yeah yeah. no it's fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and watching people we love experience pleasure is a pleasurable experience correct yeah (laughs) exactly we can appreciate that in and of itself because I feel like when you talk about like, oh yeah, we did the sexy thing that like I'm not really into, but they're into it. People can think that it's like, ew, you did. why would you? Ugh? But it's like, no, like I, I had fun watching them be into it. <laughs> mm, yeah, I enjoy yeah. it. I've talked to uh, some asexual folks who are not sex repulsed, but are just not particularly into doing sexy things. And I heard someone uh, once describe it a little bit like playing golf where it's like, well, if my partner enjoys golf, I would enjoy spending a few hours with them doing this thing that they enjoy. Yeah. Even if I like, I'm not going to pursue golf on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: What a great way to look Um, at it. Yeah. Wow.
0: You also talked a lot about how you describe your sex as very like giggly and playful. And I think I've heard you say that it didn't always occur to you to describe it as kinky because it was so like playful and loving and connective. And I thought that was so interesting. And I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit about how, I don't know, your understanding of what was kinky or like, because I believe you use that word a little bit for yourself more now. And I'm curious if you could talk about how that has evolved.
2: Yes, that's absolutely me that had that epiphany. We were (laughs) reading the bio that MLNP had written for us. And one of the terms was kinky. And I looked at Mr. C and was like, they labeled us as kinky and He's like, yeah, and sort of <laughs> yeah. started listing a few of the things we were doing in the video. And it made me rethink a little bit of what kink was because, yeah, the things we were doing to me were so loving and giggly. And while I wasn't against kink, I guess maybe I had a feeling that it was a little bit more like a dominant sub and situation or a, maybe a more power dynamic and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of kink and there is a bit of power play there but I guess more of an internal feeling of that power struggle I'm not sure if I'm saying that the best way so to me when I was shoving my fist up his butt or whipping his ass I'm like doing that because I love him so much and he's enjoying it so much Mm and it really made me rethink and Right away, I knew, yeah, oh yeah, okay, we are kinky, but kink can be done in a while you're laughing and giggling, and- mm-hmm. so that was that was, I guess, how I came to that. Yeah
0: <laughs> I, I really love that. That really reminds me of when I was first exploring kink, because I identify as a masochist, I like pain, I like playing with power. I like a lot of the very prototypical kink things and pretty much always have but even when I first started exploring kink I looked at it and was like oh that's not for me because I was like yeah I want someone to hit me but I don't want them to tell me I'm bad while they're doing it I don't want to be humiliated and degraded yeah like I was like I don't want to be punished I want to be beaten with love yeah I want to be objectified I want to be a toy but I want to be your favorite toy is the thing yeah And I feel like the the public narrative of the submissive is often, or even the receiver of whatever action, is that they are, like, this degraded, worthless, not cared for thing. Yes. When really, like... Some of my most intense scenes that from the outside are like, oh my God, what are you doing to that man? From the inside are some of the most loving things I've ever done, like involved the most conversation and the most negotiation and all of that. Yeah. Um, and were done by people who understood me well enough to safely do those things to me, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love what you're saying there, the negotiation and, and the consent and in the in a loving way. There's a, a part, I think it's in everybody gets fucked where lady m gives me a really good whack with the whip and Mm -hmm. i do this oh and uh she goes oh are you okay i'm like yeah i'm fine Mm -hmm. do it again again." (laughs) and she did it again she's like like that and i'm like yes it (laughs) it, it boiled down to you can't hit me hard enough i love you i love you (laughs) thank you thank you and uh And that checking, that are you okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Is that how you like it? These aren't sort of the traditional Dom sub language, right? And so it's really fun to be able to show the world that we can do all this whips and chains, but be laughing, smiling and loving while we do that. And that doesn't take away from the intense pleasure that comes with it. It's just the way we like to experience that pleasure. And I'm sure there's others that may go there if they could see that it doesn't have to be so serious and so dark and so scary as sometimes yeah. can be to the, uh, inexperienced. eye. I guess would be a way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the cultural understanding of kink is definitely on that darker side of things. And it is not my experience of kink, in the kink scene right. um, and there are certainly a lot of people who play with pain or intense sensation or restraint or anything like that without playing with power in the way y'all show in your videos and are talking about and there are also ways to like play with that with power and include that kind of negotiation something i do <laughs> So one of the unexpected ways I play with pain and power in my relationship is, as I said, I'm, I'm a heavy bottom. I'm a masochist who likes getting the hell beat out of me. And in my current relationship, I'm the boss. Mm. So we would go to play parties and I would be the dominant telling them exactly how to beat my ass for me oh. and what I wanted out of that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And I'm still in charge, which is really fun. And that is certainly something that folks are like, Wait, you can do that? And I'm like, Well, I'm the boss and I would like to be in pain right now. So yeah, I can actually. <laughs> yeah, you're, Perks of being the boss.
1: You're dumb sub, both, all at once. Best of both yeah, worlds,
0: Exactly. And we
1: And in charge um, too. That's fabulous.
0: Yes. And in times when I am in charge, because both my partner and I are both switches. So we both like giving and receiving pain. And we also both like being in charge and being submissive. And we like to take those things and shuffle them up in all kinds of weird combinations to see what we can come up with. But even when I'm in charge, things I'll have them do is instead of like, hey, are you okay? It will be like, on a scale of one to 10, I need you to tell me how hard I'm hitting you right now after every hit. Mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. i need you paying attention i need you to tell me this like yeah, yeah. and they would if i'm hitting them hard and they're getting out of it and distracted i'm like uh oh, what was that No, nope. come here. what mm-hmm. was that you're counting for me right mm-hmm. and you can still be the boss right you can be like oh are you what are you getting distracted you uh you're not paying attention what give me your number come on and you can still be the one in charge while you're getting that information right that's mm-hmm. fantastic um, yeah. Huh. yeah so i will often like overwhelm them with questions or make them try and tell me things during times where they're being distracted and it is harder to talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was a way to like keep them submissive and also because i'm anxious as fuck reaffirm me that i am doing i am hurting them in the ways that they want and not in the bad ways right so that's always really, really fun for me too, is finding the ways to like sound in charge and also get the information that I need.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Feedback.
0: Yes. Okay. So before we wrap up, I do just want you to let folks know where they can find all of these excellent videos that we're talking about and your Twitter presence and all of that. So if you could let folks know where they can find you on the internet to learn a little more. Well, we're
2: Malamai on Make Love, Not Porn.
1: That's right, and you can also find us on uh, Twitter. Our handle there is at Malamai, which is M A L I M I, and then one seven two eight two two five nine. That's at Malamai one seven two eight two two five nine. I'm pretty sure we're the only Malamai on Twitter, though. So if you put that in, you'll find us.
0: Yeah, you'll find you eventually. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was really, really great talking to you.
1: Oh, it's been great talking with you too. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, Bex. The Social Sex Revolution podcast is brought to you by Make Love Not Porn, the world's first and only user-generated, human-curated, social sex video-sharing platform. We're what Facebook would be if it allowed you to socially, sexually self-express. The window you've always wanted onto how we all have sex in the real world. It's funny, messy, beautiful, awkward, comical, moving, inspiring. See for yourself why we're self-help for your sex life at makelovenotporn.tv. TV. All right, so we're just coming back from a really excellent interview with Malamai that I had so much fun talking to them and I wanted to take some time with one of my coworkers at Make Love Not Porn to talk about some of our favorite videos on the site from some of the people that they mentioned on the show. So first can you introduce yourself?
3: Sure, my name is Ariel Martinez, and I'm the community manager of Make Love Not Porn. I've been at Make Love Not Porn on and off since 2013, and I actually used to work on your side of the house in curation. So because of that, I have a familiarity with a lot of the videos on Make Love Not Porn, especially those kind of dating back to when we, you know, at the time it didn't feel like we were first going, but retrospectively, seven years later, <laughs> I can see that <laughs> that was true. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to to delve into some of these videos that I spent a lot of time watching and curating. And yeah, this will be fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the people that they mentioned in our interview were Colin Gray, which I think almost all of their videos were submitted back when you were doing my job before I came on. So I was wondering if you could tell me like, I don't know, a little bit of what stood out from working with them.
3: Yeah. Colin Gray are such a fun couple. I wish that they were still kind of present on our site more. But one of the things that just really has always stuck out to me about Colin Gray is how playful they are. I think that one of their first videos was one where they were like doing a chess game and the chess was strip Mm -hmm. chess. And she was wearing this like really like sheer leotard. They also both look very like American apparel aesthetic models, which (laughs) is like, Mm -hmm. I feel like just like ties into their like very like sexy hipster vibe. But -hmm. I think that they've always just found such a fun way to incorporate their playfulness, their creativity to just really bring real world sex into this. Like you can tell watching any of their videos that they're both just like really fun, creative people from their like, Sexy alien role play video. Yes. Or like Halloween one where she's like a sexy vampire. I think that opening a Colin Gray video, and this is true of all Make Love No Porn Stars is you don't know what you're going to get when you start watching that video. But I think Colin mm-hmm. Gray can even take it to another level where there can literally be in costumes and like be doing mm-hmm. a whole thing that you have no idea. <laughs> so I think that that's yeah. really fun to kind of see.
0: Yeah, I really love the way that... All of their videos do kind of have a central theme or like Mm -hmm. some like creative thing that that kind of motivated them to do it. But you can tell that when they get down to the sexy bits, it's still their real world sex. Right. It's they built this framework to kind of play within. Right. Whether it's the costume changes or the like sci fi ones, the alien role play, which I adore. But then they just have fun with each other and capture what their sex looks like. They also have a couple of videos with more of like an educational bend to them, which I really like. Um, Like their five tips to stay sexy with a cold sore, which I think is something people don't talk about a lot.
3: Yeah, totally. I love that video. I love the ABCs of sex that they did. Mm -hmm. And I also think that their pegging video is really amazing. It's like over an hour long and they just really talk about like, you know i think that when they started like looking into pegging they thought that it had to be like a really large realistic phallic dildo and then when they actually went shopping they got something that was like a lot smaller and a like not mm-hmm. super phallic looking and i think that they just really communicate in a way that feels very realistic real world sex and also <laughs> just really like relatable like the conversation seems really vulnerable and just really intimate that I really appreciate watching as as she's wearing this like really sexy leather getup. It's just like a really like great juxtaposition.
0: Yeah. And you and I met in sex toy retail. And I know in my experience, that is the kind of interaction I had a lot with people coming in to get their first pegging thing. That they come in with one very clear idea. So yes, watching it, you can see, ah, this is the kind of thing that happens in the real world. But it's also something I think we encountered all the time.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I love about Colin Gray is that they're always like coordinated. And I really Mm -hmm. love that they like incorporate, like, I feel like, you know, lingerie is something that we typically really associate with like femininity. And I think Mm -hmm. that Colin Gray can like, there's seven ways to eat a pussy. They're both wearing this like really strappy, sexy lingerie outfit. And I think that it just goes to show how much fun both sides of the couple, regardless of gender, gender identity can have dressing up. I think mm-hmm. that that's like something else that's really fun about them.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And that's definitely like exploring the more masculine side of, I guess, lingerie or just like sexy clothes is something I've definitely struggled with in like my transition. And I really love like seeing other people role model that. And just like the chemistry and the connection they have as a real world couple is really palpable when you're watching Mm -hmm. their videos.
3: I actually had the opportunity to meet Colin Gray a few years ago Mm -hmm. when we did the Mermaid Ranch documentary. And I think it's really funny how like, you know, we don't know these people really. Like we watched their videos. Mm -hmm. I felt like when I was in curation, I really knew these people, but I didn't, I hadn't met like any of them besides like on Zoom or whatever. Okay, that was pre-Zoom, that was Skype. (laughs) And when I met them, I was really struck by how similar they were in person to Mm -hmm. how they kind of seemed in their videos. So I think that that chemistry and that connection really transferred out of their sex life into just how they were.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. One of the other real world couples that we have on our site that have submitted quite a few videos over the years, some of them before my time, and they're still submitting now is Honey and Bear. And what I love is if you look all the way back at their first video, which is like early 2016. the way they talk about each other, it's written as uh, this lovely lady and I met a few months ago and quickly became friends and lovers. And it feels very, you know, ephemeral, I think, in a conversation with them. And they're going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, which is going to be really fun. That's exciting. Yeah. But I think in a conversation I had with them, either during that recording or another time, they mentioned that, like, they weren't even sure if they were going to see each other much after that. They were both traveling and they didn't know, like, what the future of their relationship would be. And now it's 2020 and like they're still together and still submitting videos for us. And I felt it was really beautiful just kind of watching that relationship evolve over the years through real world sex videos.
3: Yeah, that's so interesting. I think that Bear came on to Make Love Not Porn in 2013. So we've actually been around yeah, for the same yeah. amount of time, which is funny. And at that point, he was submitting solo videos. And so it was really amazing for him to meet Honey and kind of watch this love story bloom via Make Love Not Porn. Like their Their connection is also one that I just find... I don't know. They're just their love is so palpable to me. Like I feel like every time mm-hmm. I watch their videos, I'm just like smiling because it's like very cute and hot and also like mm-hmm. they're ju- it's just really there's like a sweetness to them that I find just really great to watch and just very like mesmerizing. And I think that with them, not only is their sex life amazing, but they're also having sex in these like really beautiful places, like the like yes. Men like the waterfall in thailand i was like that looks literally out of like that like doesn't look real it's like so beautiful mm-hmm. and just having like having this like amazing sex there i'm like wow y'all's life is <laughs> truly amazing
0: yeah i love the settings and backdrops they've been able to find for their play for their videos they have one that is filmed on the side of a mountain like overlooking the bay that's just gorgeous and yeah, I want to touch on what you were saying about their videos just being really cute, because I feel like when I tell a lot of people what I do for a living, they're like, oh, you watch people fuck all day, like, oh, you know, that it's like this, you know, deeply sexy experience or whatever, yeah. which first of all, it just isn't when it's a nine to five. <laughs> but also, there are so many videos on our site that I watch like they're rom-coms. Like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I love that so much. <laughs> like. And it yeah. just like it pulls at your heartstrings in a way that, you know, videos that are filmed on set by the pros don't always.
3: Yeah. You know, I think that make love, not porn videos definitely have some of them have like such like a warm and fuzzy component where it just is like so sweet. And I think that, you know, especially if you know Honey and Bear, even through Make Love Not Porn, you've been watching them for a long time. Like you've seen kind of their relationship endure and them, you know, having sex in this amazing pool in Mexico and in this caravan and in all these places. And I think that we can kind of fill in the blanks of like what that takes to kind of keep a relationship going and to see this like long-term relationship also still be full of like really like passionate sex. I think that that's also Mm -hmm. something really interesting is like, I think a lot of people equate long-term relationships to like a dwindling sex life. And we have so many couples on Make Love Not Porn that are like, no, that's not, that's not how it goes for us. <laughs> Malamai is
0: one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so is Modesty Ablaze, who I think is one of the few people that probably has more videos than Malamai at this point. Wow. Yeah. She has also been with us for, for quite a long time. And I know Mr. C talked about really enjoying some of the things he's seen in the videos that, modesty posts and i love that she shows a lot of what real world kink can look like for example she just did a recent series stand to attention that was shot in a dungeon and it showed the like negotiation that she had with her partner before she started playing with them but it also captured i don't know all of the moments that i really related to as a dominant of like she sat down and like went into this with a plan and was asking him about the things he would want to do or whatever and then noticed something else that seemed more fun in that moment and turned on a dime so like she would say okay like let's get you into the other room to you know for this spanking or whatever and then he stands up and he's hard and she's like oh well actually let's maybe do something with that right now because that that (laughs) seems fun and it becomes like five minutes of like cbt and like teasing him and then they go to the other thing Or like, there's a moment later on where she's like, yeah, you know, you're not going to get to touch me or anything. And then she gets really horny and is like, actually, you know what? Maybe (laughs) you have earned this. Look at you go. Um, Which, again, as a dominant is very relatable.
3: Yeah. Modesty, I feel like, is just so goals for, I think, so many people. Me and Mr. C included, apparently. (laughs) Um, Where I think that she's just someone who has thought a lot about her sex life, has thought a lot about her sexuality and like really put that thinking into action. And she has, I think that what's amazing about Modesty of Lace, to people who might not be familiar with her videos is that she shoots videos with both her husband and variety of lovers that she has. And, you know, these lovers go across... Genders, they're different ages, and she just has so much fun with them. And I think that that actualization of fantasy is something that's really amazing to kind of see in action and see happening for at least seven years. Modesty predates me. I think she's been on Make Love Not Porn since the very beginning. And so I think that that's something really astounding is seeing an older woman take such control, anyone, but especially an older woman, take such control over her sex life and really actualize that is like really stunning.
0: Yeah. Her husband films a lot of the videos for her, which I love. And it's something I encourage a lot of folks to do, even if they're not going to submit a video to make Love Not Porn. And even if they're not, you know, their partner isn't filming them having sex with someone else, right? even if you're just filming yourself jerking off or something, being able to see yourself through your partner's eyes is a really interesting experience. And seeing Even the things they focus on or the ways they linger and the way they Mm -hmm. capture, like the way they look at you when you're getting off can be a really, really fun perspective to see through.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that modesty is really also amazing in her like versatility of sex, like acts and people. Like I feel like, you know, there's her husband who's amazing. She's also such a fan of toys and incorporating that into kink and into just her solo time. I think that she's really someone who is down to like experiment and have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also really comes across in her videos and just makes her like, so fun to watch. I love modesty. Who doesn't love modesty?
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love all the toys. And one thing that made me really, really happy as again, someone who started work, started doing this work in the sex toy world is when Mr. C mentioned earlier that he has seen a lot of those videos and actually gone out and looked for those specific toys after seeing them in Modesty's videos, because they wanted to try them out together, which I, I just thought was so great. And really really fun i would have been delighted if someone came into our shop and was like here's a screenshot do you have this this looks fun um uh, definitely thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of social sex revolution podcast for questions comments concerns or compliments or if you're interested in being a guest on the show you can drop us a line at podcast at makelovenotporn.com we'd love to hear from you I have been Bex Caputo. You can find me at bextalksex.com or on my other weekly podcast, The Dilldorks, for dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating, with sex journalist and my best friend, Kate Sloan. You can join the social sex revolution at makelovenotporn.tv to get inspired by how we all have sex in the real world. To see some goodies we've collected for you and to take advantage of a special offer just for podcast listeners, you can go to makelovenotporn.tv slash podcast. See you next week.